Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good whatever time of the day it is you're listening to this. I hope you are doing fucking good. Um, I'm having a great day. It's Sunday. It's raining. Just how Sundays are supposed to be. Um, I don't like sunny Sundays. They make me feel sad for staying in the house. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we have episode 10. and I had a really good chat with Dan Brader. Um, I'd only met Dan... Oof, briefly before at a gig and we were driving up together to do a, a, a show on the day after the podcast so when he was here we sat down chatted he's been in comedy for a long time 10-12 years um, it was some great stories of like open mics in Australia I won't spoil them I really enjoyed this um, I had a lot of fun I mean that got on really well um, considering we've only met very very briefly so yeah it was a lot of fun to do and a, a lot of fun to listen to uh dan is doing a fucking whole heap of gigs all down in the south so anyone listeners down in the south or you know anyone in the south do try and get out to see him on september 11th and um, he is at the mint bar in wanaka september 12th searchlight brewery in queenstown october 24th the old lodge theater in oh i can't say that i don't know how to say that i should have oh, no, I'm gonna do that. I'll just post the link so um, I don't get in trouble. And um, November fifth, it's a two two cafe in in Bacarzel. So please go out and check uh, Dan out on those dates if you can. I'll put links in the description below. Um, in terms of how and what, what I'm doing, a uh, big couple of weeks coming up. Um, I have the. Semi-finals of Rock West on Thursday in San Fran, I believe. The week after, um, myself, Gary Sansom and Michael McCauley are doing a show in Pow Wow Rooms. Um, uh, lucky to be here. And a Scottish, Irish and English comedy show. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. It kicks off at 7 o'clock on the 17th of September. Tickets are $15 and are available on... Um, but there's a link on the event finder was uh, available to buy from the powwow's website wellyfun um dot co dot nz and that saturday the 19th 19th myself gav and tim stannard are doing the globe theater our our three-man show <laughs> uh three absolute legends telling jokes which is i'm very excited about it's first time performing in a theater Um i i hope people turn up and we have four tickets sold so far. Um, so if we could double that, that would be amazing. Uh, <laughs> um, no, it should be good. Um, so I'll have tickets to that. And if you know anyone in Palmerston, please tell them to come and check out the show. Um, we'd love to see um, a decently packed room um, for our first kind of... First time we were doing this show and first time doing a theatre, I'd like it to be fun. Um, at least it will be fun, but I hope I hope we sell tickets. Um, other than that, it's 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 kind of qu- is it quiet? What else do I have? I have other stuff I'm doing. Oh, doing uh, dope as at the end of this month. I think it's on the twenty seventh, and then doing medicine on the thirtieth. So pretty packed September. Uh, a lot of big gigs. A lot of gigs that I didn't think I would be doing. Um, this early in comedy um doing like you know 15 20 minutes doing it doing it doing a festival is, is quite exciting um quite proud of that so yeah 
if you could um, tell people about the show, that would be amazing. Um, I'll, I'll link everything in the description as, as always. Um, I thank everyone for the continued support of the podcast. We are moving to video soon. Um, haven't quite made the jump yet, but the next couple, I think, are going to be all video. Um, I've got to stop saying um so much. That's everything. And um, please enjoy episode 10 with Dan Breder. Go like his Facebook and look out for him in a city near you. Dan travels the country a fucking lot doing comedy. Um, up and down all the time, a lot down in the south. Um, he's based down there, but travels up to Welly and Auckland. And there's comedy everywhere. It's interesting to, to sit down with someone who's done comedy in a lot of different places. Um, we definitely got into some funny stories. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Cheers. Thank you. Bye bye. One, two, one, two. Are we coming through all right? Can you just give me a bit of. Hello. How's yeah. it going? Yeah, you're sweet. You're sweet. We're not doing the video. And, uh,. Yeah, okay, welcome to this episode of What Am I Doing Podcast, and I'm here joined with the wonderful comedian, Dan Breder. How you doing, Matt? Good, thanks for having me on the show. Great, we've got that really awkward part over with. <laughs> <laughs> I had a huge pause there, so thanks for having me, then like half an hour pause, then the show. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. <laughs> You're all right, man. You're all right. It's weird, man. I still haven't gotten over that, like, the introducing thing and trying to make it too, like... Radio-y and yeah, professional, yeah. like, cause, cause if it sets the wrong tone for the podcast, if the intro is very professional and the rest is just, <laughs> just me talking shit, like, it's just a really ramble. Yeah. When I had one, like, uh, I always thought the best episodes was when I brought my iPhone. It's got a wee recorder on, on it, and we would just uh, be all drunk after a gig, and then I'd go, "Oh, let's do a podcast," and we'd be at McDonald's, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd just start record, but. You'd think it was awesome at the time, like you always do when you're drunk. And then we, then you go back and listen to it, and it was just in jokes and nonsense and just total chaos. But it, yeah, it's, I kind of still enjoyed it. Though. It's still fun, and it's like it's that's the thing is it can still be fun with the people you're there doing it with. But yeah. it's like, and also if you have like a people listening and following, yeah, when you get to a point when you have like I love listening to some podcasts where it's just only in jokes, and you have to get it from listening to like yeah, 10, yeah. 20 episodes. It can be a lot of fun. Um, but generally hitting people out with a cold with that doesn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we brought like a, um, you know, those little bells you get at like a restaurant or an office or something to get the person's attention. Yeah. yeah. Had like one of those wee bells. In McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> I brought it with me from, I found it somewhere. I don't know. It was a random drunk kind of thing. I found it at some uh, other bar we went to and I took it with me. And then <laughs> every time someone told a joke, I just kept going, ding, 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 like banging on it. And we all thought, for some reason, we all thought it was hilarious, but uh, uh, <laughs> it's pretty stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I brought it on stage the next gig, and I kept doing it all the time oh after my punchline. I did that once. I still have it here. I did it once. I went down to a gig, and uh, every time I told a joke and a bomb, I'd be like, <laughs> "Oh yeah." Sometimes <laughs> that, it's quite good in a way because I've got like a I don't know if you do. Sometimes I've got a bad habit, even though I've done comedy for for a while, a bad habit of of not just letting the punchline sit, and I'll kind of ramble a bit more, or I'll take an awkward pa pause. And like, if you have like a, a dumb thing to break it up, like a, that or the bell, it kind of 
prevents the kind of awkwardness or whatever, and it makes it sillier. Uh, I think I've done that with the... I've I've had the opposite of that. So, you know, you do the pause after yeah. the punchline with the material that you know works, and yeah. then you get nothing back. And you oh, like yeah, an yeah. idiot who's just paused for no reason. You're like, <laughs> oh, this is where you were supposed to laugh. Sometimes you can sort of bully them into it, though. Like, I'm not the greatest at it, but I know some comics who are really good at kind of, they'll tell a joke, it doesn't get much, but they've got such a strength to their eyes and their demeanor that people, oh, it must be funny, and then they laugh. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But they're basically being bullied. <laughs> I think shortly in one of his specials, I think at the start of it, yeah, like I can't remember what he said. He was like, "It was, oh, you're gonna have to work hard tonight." Yeah, he's like, yeah. He's like, you know, you're gonna have to step up your game tonight if you're gonna get if you're gonna have a good time. It was like a challenge to the yeah. audience. Like, he's always doing that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, so good. I really like that. I I don't think. Um, when he has Team A and Team B. I haven't seen that, no. <laughs> that was pretty, he splits the audience into Team A and Team B. And he's like, Team A, you got that one there. It's good. Team A, you've got 10 points. Team B, you've got six. You're getting better, but, you know. you know. And he just keeps <laughs> going back. One for Team B, one for Team... You know, like, sort of scoreboarding it almost. Like, I think I need to watch more of that. because It's pretty funny. That's a fucking great way of getting... Because if you want the crowd to get competitive about one thing, it's laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> True, yeah. I always like when his stuff always appealed to me too because like sometimes he just goes so off the script that it's just all random shit like that. Like there'll be like a 20 minute chunk when he's just talking, you know, breaking down comedy and how people are reacting to it in the room and how he's holding the mic and all, all that stuff. But like uh, as, you know, when I first saw it being a new comical or whatever, it's not really the best thing to do. And I remember I was like, I don't know, maybe a year in or whatever. And after every joke, I would analyze the joke like he does. And oh, in, in front of the crowd. Yeah, yeah. And like, and it was kind of funny in a way, but I got to the point where I was doing it after every joke. And it's just, you can't dissect the frog every single... It's funny like maybe once or twice, but mm. I was doing it after every joke. And I was almost purposely writing jokes that so I knew could I could pull them apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could... It's funny how you get caught... like. How long did it take you to, like, figure out the bad habits you're picking up? You know, like, because I'm sure, like, you've been doing comedy, what, 12 years? Uh, yeah, I started in 07, but I've had some, like, sort of wilderness years when I didn't really, I did, like, one gig or two mm, gigs or, mm. you know, not much, yeah. Well, like, I mean, like, how, how do you pick, how do you start picking out your bad habits as a comic? Uh, I've still got heaps. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I've got heaps of real bad habits still, which is annoying. But how do you stop doing that? Oh, I think, like, what I should do, and it really does work, I'm sure you may have done it, is videotaping and audio taping yourself. Then you learn so much. But because it's quite confronting, which is ba a bad practice, I know, because it's so confronting about how raw you see yourself, you sometimes don't want to do it. But you do get better because you'll, you know, like, um, uh, just a dumb example, like, I had one set and this friend of mine goes, oh, you were good tonight, but you said, and anyway, about 50 times. And I hadn't even noticed it. And then another, and I said, oh shit, did I? Another friend said the same, you know, something like that. The crowd may not have fully noticed it, but it's still like not the greatest habit, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, recording, I, you know, you learn, learn heaps from I've, that. I've yeah. got many recordings on my phone, but I have haven't listened to them in a yeah. long time i think it's, it's time to confronting. break out again yeah it's also bad too because so you've got that aspect but then the other bad aspect is uh a recording's never it doesn't really do justice to how you went because it's 
you know, we haven't got like amazing, I don't know about you, but you know, you got your phone or whatever. It's not great recording equipment. Plus like it doesn't pick up the atmosphere in the room and blah, blah, blah. So like you listen to sets and it sounds like you did really bad or average when you actually did all right. Yeah. You know? I, I actually, it's funny. I had that with a recording I got recently yeah. where the recording was, was like professionally done. And I remember people come up to me going, that, that was re like that was the slickest I've seen in a really long oh, nice. time. And I was like, cool. And yeah. then I watched the video back and it looked to me really average. And like yeah, the crowd yeah. weren't really, like they were into it, but not not necessarily what people what people were giving me feedback after the show. Yeah. Which I'm I'm sure like the mood can sometimes be heightened in the room, but it's not like yeah that can't always be caught on video. But I was like, yeah. oh, that, that wasn't how I expected it to turn out. Yeah, I think with obviously comedy specials, they could capture it because like they go to the crowd, they got the best cameras and audio equipment, and they've got their fans there, and they're really good comics, obviously. But like just you know, kind of our level of recording and and stuff, like yeah, it doesn't really do it justice. Like I've only got I took everything off YouTube. And I've got one clip. I should really get rid of it, really. Um, I've got one clip on my fan page. And there was like 12 people at the gig. And you can hear them laughing. And it sounds okay. But it's still... Like, I know that. Like, someone else listening to it might not know that there's only 12 people at the gig. And yeah, it doesn't really make you look great. You know what I mean? It doesn't make me look bad. Just sort of... I don't know. It just looks like... A, it looks what it is. Like a recording of someone doing okay at a gig with 12 people i have a gig with 12 people i've i've yeah. a, i have a gig i have, I have a video with there's no one in the audience other than six comics oh shit <laughs> and i kind of just want to put it up there put it on youtube <laughs> just yeah. be like don't be a comedian <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the part you don't see <laughs> yeah you can have fun with it though can't you yeah like if you take that approach then it's different isn't it but like i haven't got any explanation on mine or whatever like um and I didn't really like the material either. Like it's stuff from a while ago so i should really delete that <laughs> no keep it <laughs> I think I think th I I I still have the video from the first set I ever recorded. Yeah. And I, and, and I, what I did was because I was so proud that when I did stand up, I sent it to everyone. Yeah. And went look at me, and then everyone was like, "Oh, well done, buddy! You got up and did it." And yeah. I was like, looking at it now, I was like, I should not have sent that to anyone. Yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> that was terrible. You're always stoked when you get like when you start and you get like a few laughs or whatever. Like you think it's real awesome, but mm. then you get a bit better, obviously, and you realize. You, you it's not that good also too when you're new to i think like the mc usually kind of goes if they're decent mc they usually go oh, this person's new really well yeah. and particularly aussie's kind of the same but new zealand's even better for it like kiwi crowds will be go pretty gentle on you when you're new. oh definitely yeah, yeah. I've, I've i've seen that like the, the crowds are really supportive of people if, if you say it's the first time doing comedy they'll get a really big cheer. yeah people yeah. are all on board and like will allow you to yeah to kind of They'll give you the support, which totally. is which is good, I think. But it, yeah, like they're that easy that like if you don't drop the mic, like as in like break it kind of thing. If you don't drop the mic and if you don't say anything like crazy racist, you'll usually get something. You know, you get something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I ha yeah, I haven't. <laughs> no, I had one guy. I think it was his second or third time doing comedy, and he came up to me. I just got on stage, and he came up to me. And he's like, "Hey, so I just want to get a gauge for the crowd." I was like, "Cool." He's like, "Should I start with the racist?" It's <laughs> 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 like, um, I'll leave that one for tonight. I don't know, buddy. Maybe not start with it. <laughs> get them on side first. <laughs> I don't know how the rest of his set went, but um, I left before. <laughs> I think some of the some of the best stuff in comedy is actually watching the train wreck acts and stuff. Like, um, 
the other night or whatever, like I'll, I, you know, I won't name names or whatever, but like I saw a comic, uh, in a city, I won't say which city, um, <laughs> I saw a comic and they were, uh, talking about the movie Brokeback Mountain <laughs> and, um, they came up and they were like, oh, have you guys ever seen Brokeback Mountain? And everyone was like, uh, yeah. And then he goes, oh, I watched it in 3D. It was so good. I almost got AIDS from it. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> it's one of them ones that's like, it's a terrible joke, but it's sort of the cons the structure of it's the not too. <laughs> the structure isn't too bad. Yeah, the structure's alright. It's punchy, but it's, it's a it's terrible just, joke. It's just, <laughs> just everything that's about it. Yeah, is is yeah. But the structure, you've got you got you got you got something there, buddy. Maybe yeah. don't lead in with that. Yeah, Maybe but yeah, I think that. he opened with it, or it was yeah. That's a strong opener. That's a strong opener. That was pretty wild. And then I'll tell a couple wee stories just on the topic of that. And then I saw yeah, I'll tell a couple ones. This one's quite all right. One time when I was in Perth, they had this big, um, I was going to say big competition, but they've got it here. I forgot for a second. It was, you know, the raw comedy thing. Yeah. So over there, they I have the it. Semi-finals. Oh, nice. Semi-finalist. I think that's as far as I got, and I did it twice. <laughs> um, uh, so like, it was at a kind of a big, it's a hotel, called a hotel, but you know, like a bar, like an old school bar. And, but it seated maybe pretty good, like three, 400 people, like a big crowd. And anyway, um. Everybody's doing their thing to, you know, various levels and stuff. But most of the people that, that were on the heat were all like, they went crazy. They were just like normal people trying to do stand up and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, this uh, table was at the front and it was all these uh, dudes with the high-vis vests on. <laughs> yeah. And like they were all muddy, you know what I mean? Like they hadn't even washed their high-vis things yeah. in ages. So they went, you know, that highly visible, um, so, <laughs> which is the one job of the high vest. So they were sitting there and they were like, had like piles of beers and, you know, food and shit all around. They're real big dudes and that. And they're talking really loudly throughout the gig, but not kind of heckling, but just talking. And I didn't think any of them would be a comic at all. And then the MC goes, uh, is Peter Bresney here? We've got a Peter Bresney, he's got to get up. And then those guys started talking about, amongst themselves and all of a sudden they're like Peter and then like this dude comes running from the back of the room and he like climbed on stage like it was quite a heist so he climbed <laughs> on stage just grabbed the mic kind of out of nervousness really like aggressively off yeah. the MC and his opening <laughs> joke was so so bad he goes have you ever been in a town and you're really pissed up you're pissed up and you've got a nutsack full of cum and you just want to fucking unload so he said that and everyone was ter terrified. <laughs> he goes, you know what I'm talking about? You know, and he kept saying like, you know, you know what I'm talking about? And his mates were all just roaring and there was maybe 10 of them. So there was enough in the 500 people. So what? Yes, yeah. They were all quiet, but the 10 people made the noise of like 50, you know? Yeah. So he was getting all that. So it was kind of spurring him on. And then he carried on. <laughs> and he goes, and you see a girl, and you say, oh, I want to root her. Oh, I want to fucking get up her. And you go up to her, and she turns you down because he's a stuck-up bitch from Cottesloe. Don't you fucking hate that? And then his mate's like, yeah, banging the table, running with laughter. <laughs> and I was just like, what the hell? And he was doing, like, thrusting motions. Oh, was, and he was about, like, that's never excusable, but, like, Say he was twenty or something, okay, you know. But he was like a fifty-year-old man. <laughs> no need for it. And then he just dropped the mic, like, and then hopped back off the stage and joined his mates. 
And I was just like, what the fuck? Oh yeah. my god. And they didn't leave too. They stayed for the like the whole gig oh, yeah. and got Should more and more drunk. They're waiting to see if he gets to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> he did literally that. So he was up there for like a minute, but it felt like fucking Oh, it was only a minute. Yeah, yeah he, he did that. Six, he's like, oh, I only need one. That's pretty much what I said. There was more or less verbatim what he said. It was just like that one joke or whatever. Oh my god. But it was funny too, because his mates when he when he said the end bit when he was going, um, uh, don't you hate it when that happens? You know, trying to sort of do um, relatable comedy, you know? <laughs> and one of them was much just like, yeah, it's true, it's true, it's true. <laughs> it was kind of funny because it's like sort of the Seinfeld, it's funny, but it's true. But yeah, in yeah. their kind of horrible, toxic, masculine, alcoholic world, that's kind of, you know, observational comedy. He was like the Seinfeld of the Hivers community. When, when, when we're like, you know, when we're like, hey, some dudes maybe shouldn't do comedy. That's, that's, yeah. that's who we mean. He never came back, thank, no. thank fuck. No. There was him and then there was this other dude uh, who actually ended up, you know, he's not on social media. You won't hear this or whatever, so it just doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I'm a good friend on it. Um, I'm like partially friends. I'm not really friends with him. Um, he... Similar sort of a dude, like, sounds like I'm going to shit on tradespeople. I'm not, lots of them are great. But anyway, the few that do comedy end up being crazy. But not all of them, but a lot of them do, especially in Perth. Anyway, this other dude turned up or whatever, and he was going to do this open spot. And this open spot was really brutal. It was like, um, so what they used to do there was the open spot actually went after the headliner. But the MC would kind of go, hey, you've seen the show. Haven't you had fun? Blah, blah, blah. Come back next week. If you want to stick around, we've got four newbies giving it a go. Have a drink at the bar. We'll come back in 10 minutes. Stick around if you want. You know, like it was always sold as, but did, you know, like. They used to do that because I, I had a guy on, Michael McCauley, who, used to, who started out in Edinburgh. Oh, Like nice. 20 years ago. Yeah. And he said, that's how you would get gigs back then. You yeah, yeah. have like Stuart Lee on. And then they'd be like, oh, does anyone, like, do yeah. we, like here are the, he, the, the open micers are starting after the. The yeah. big headliner. I think it's good in a way because it's such it's it really separates, you know, like uh people that really want to do comedy with the kind of fly by nighters. So like if you do that, that's how you start. Like I started that way and lots of comics there started and you can get through that kind of gauntlet, then you know what I mean? It's 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 a good kind of skin thickener or whatever. But but at the at the same time, like, you know, I mean there are people out there who are really good at comedy but maybe not as thicker skin and don't so, want to start well, it's, that it's brutally a, yeah and it's, it was pretty brutal there'd be like six people and they'd be kind of drunk and they would be emboldened to yell things out and mm. and it was really hard to kill like if you killed that that spot like you had all the headliners respect because even sometimes they would do it just to try new gear when and, and even they wouldn't do that well all the time so it was, you know, it was quite an honour to kind of do the open mic spot and actually kill it in front yeah. of six or seven people or whatever. Because it was, everything was against you. Like, because the MCs literally, I don't know why they did that, but they were kind of old school MCs and they almost sort of tried to stitch you up in a way. Well, isn't that, do well, you think that's kind of the point of doing that kind of spot? Is like, they, they've set it up so it's really hard to get, like... Yeah, so yeah. Because I suppose there's varying degrees of how you run a, a scene or, 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 yeah. or a place where you go, right, we're going to make it tough on the new people to see if anyone can stick it out. And yeah. That's the way it was done to us. And then you have some places where, say, like for here, for example, where it's much more supportive. And yeah, you go, now, yeah. Now you allow more people up, but if they get a really bad show, does, does that 
hinder them because they haven't had like a really bad reaction. Yeah. Before, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think like I don't know, like both things have got merit, but it was such a sort of like you know what I mean, like old school blokey way of doing it. You know, like it was very kind of it was a very much a dude's idea of how you start comedy, like an right. old yeah. gnarly tough dude kind of way of like we'll throw you in the deep end and see how you cope. Like literally because of it being that environment, like you really had sign ups for that spot that were girls. They would avoid that and do raw, mm. you know, because that was the only two ways you could you could start there at that particular time. They didn't have um they had open spots at other ones but you only got them once you'd had a bit of a name for yourself right. you had to either do well in raw or have been known to have done really well at the brass monkey open mic but like not once but several times, several times like okay. 10, 10 times yeah but anyway like i'll finish the story so like that was the environment this dude turned up and he had a big cinder block <laughs> like he carried it up the stairs it was so bizarre this big cinder block and he was like real similarly to the other guy he was really edgy and hopped up kind of thing like um i thought he was on something but it turned out he was that nervous his way of dealing with his nerves was to have like eight red balls <laughs> <laughs> such a weird way of dealing with nerves like I i'll try that next time <laughs> it's like i'm feeling a bit nervous is i gonna get a triple shot express please? <laughs> yeah because he's, he's like not even joking too because he as I got to know him, he kept doing that until eventually enough people were like, dude, you know, calm down with the Red Bulls. Have you like, ever watched the Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Is it, yeah, is there a Charlie episode when he does his Red Bulls? When he get a job and he's like, smoke cigarettes and drink coffee, it helps his stress. Oh, yeah, I know that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you're working in the post office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just all I could think of when you said that. <laughs> and he's so manic already. He doesn't he's even... so manic already, yeah, yeah. So this dude, anyway, like he, he's at the bar or whatever and he's introducing himself to me and that. And then he gets on the stage. He's got this big-ass cinder block. And then he... <laughs> I was on stage and he just told this horrific, really depressing story, which I'll do like a brief version of. It was so bad. He came out on stage or whatever, and um, I won't do the voice, I can't be bothered kind of thing. But like he was on there and he goes, oh, you know, I was in, in town. All these dudes always talk about his sex too. And he was about 42. So I went in town, right? I was battling, you know, I couldn't get any sex, blah, 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 all that kind of thing. And then he goes, uh... <laughs> this is so bad I'm not condoning it but it's funny because it's so bad um, he goes oh, I saw this homeless girl on the side of the street and I go and I go to myself oh surely I can get a, a route from a homeless chick or whatever and then and everyone in the crowd is like oh my god like where is this going or whatever yeah and then um, oh yeah he, <laughs> he, he throws in the fact too that she's aboriginal and then he like pause like oh, that was Jesus you know Christ. like that's funny you know what i mean um so he did that and then he tells a story that he got her in the taxi right and then she said oh even though i'm homeless i don't kind of feel comfortable coming home with you do you mind if we go to my mate's house like he lets me stay there every now and again i'll just have you got your phone i'll just text him or whatever anyway he gets her phone text and then they're driving us ages out ages out <laughs> and then like um he's fishing around for some money paying the taxi driver and she runs out of the car or whatever and she's opening the door and he kind of is a bit pissed up he's not really sort of thinking what's about to happen yeah and then the taxi driver's oh what's going on here like i think she's locked the door on you and he was just like no nah, no nah, she'll just be inside anyway taxi driver drives off then he knocks on the door and she won't let him 
<laughs> let him out. And then he comes out on the lawn and then <laughs> he, he wakes up the next morning or whatever and there's five or six other people, all homelessy type people, like all passed out on the <laughs> on the lawn and then he goes oh did she kick you out too did she mate and it's like it's terrible but it's kind of funny in a way like no one laughed but i found that line kind of funny <laughs> I, I, I think, yeah. <laughs> but it was a train wreck to get to like i sped it up he took maybe eight minutes to get to that point like it's one of those things it's one and of those, the racist it's stuff like obviously one of bad, those bad. jokes that you see on like a really old <laughs> facebook meme and you're just like oh jesus christ well I found it funny because getting to know him, I was like, he did not make that up. That legit happened. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this guy's got such a train wreck of a life. He once like, uh, got like, um, a prostitute over and he decided, decided to pay for, for her services with like a giant fish bowl full of like 20 cent coins beside his bed. He didn't have any cash. And he was just like, oh shit, I, uh, you know, I can't really drive hang on a minute and then he came back out with this fucking fish bowl full of 20 cent coins and again like, i wasn't there he told it to me but i fully believed it because that's the type oh of my God. in his house too he had like no actual furniture he had like crates beer crates <laughs> <laughs> for tables and like stolen um lawn furniture from the pub down the road <laughs> like with the name of the pub on the back <laughs> but yet like kind of like you've got but you've got a nice house he had like a huge ass fucking five grand tv <laughs> i was just like what is going on why not like chill out on the tv get like a slightly less fancy model and buy a fucking chair and oh, like God. table but yeah he was he was insane <laughs> but it was kind of cool in a way having him around because you were just like fuck what's he gonna come out with i think i think sort of, i think everyone needs that kind of guy or friend in their group it's like i live in a shack and you're like come on buddy i've got i've kind of grown out of a wee bit but i did go through a period where i was almost a wee bit of a rubbernecker and i liked kind of hanging out with people with these really terrible lives because which is maybe a little bit mean to me and i've you know, got a bit more empathy now because it was just so wild hearing what they got I, up. To. I, like, I've definitely, we've definitely done. <laughs> I, like, I've, I think it's maybe it's not mean, but I feel mean about it now. I wouldn't do it now, but at, at the time, I think, yeah. I think sometimes you do end up just, you know, being around people who are just like, I don't know what's going to happen. It's like, yeah, he was such like, a walk. It's like, it's like, it's like you, you know, you go out on a night with them, and it's completely different. Like, it's a completely different night than a night out. It's an experience. It's <laughs> yeah. an adventure. And you're like, what's going to happen? It might get stabbed, but look, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> that was where i drew the line with them because eventually we went out one night and i can't remember we had like an argument about i thought nothing and he tried to like king hit me in the middle of the street right <laughs> and i was like yeah no nah, i'm not doing this yeah like, okay after that i was like, and he didn't sort of even apologize he was just you know like later on when things had mallowed out he was just oh you know what's going to happen now if you know we don't get on you're just lucky that you ducked that one, you know. And I was just, and he kept going on about. It. I'm like, yeah, no, no, that's that's it's you. They've started to turn on you. <laughs> you know, like, oh. I've got. I had a pretty high threshold though. I put up with his horrendous, you know, misogynistic stories and terrible open mic spots he did and all sorts of terrible behaviour. But once it affected me, yeah, that was how like, selfish. Oh, no. That was how selfish <laughs> I was at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to be like that now because when I was young I sort of had this this motto of kind of like look if someone's nice to me 
I don't mind them, but now oh, I'm fuck. I now to... I'm kind of like I can't do that. Like it's this dude that I sort of talk to a wee bit on Facebook, well, he talks to me and you know I reply a bit or whatever, and he's just got these terrible, really extreme kind of right wing type views. But he's never been an, an asshole to me, and I have this thing like I'm growing out of it, but I feel you know like I hit him up about his views, but I kind of am like, well, he's nice to me. I don't want to yell at him and you know what I mean like but yeah, man, but I don't want to encourage him either it's it's, it's 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 not it, like I think it's I th- I've definitely had something like that when you're like hey look until he does something wrong to me he's not a bad yeah, person yeah. and you go that doesn't really make any sense yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it, like I think I think I, I definitely use the thing like that now I'm just like if you're a dick I'm like look I get, I'm not I'm not going to entertain yeah, any of yeah. that shit you know what I mean it's it's but it's something I think I think you have to kind of learn that yeah it takes a while and it can take a while to do that but um no I, I've I've definitely it shows, definitely experienced that shows what people's egos are like isn't it because you're like well they like me I kind of like being well, liked yeah, it's it's terrible isn't it because you're like <laughs> you're just like I don't know man they think I'm pretty sweet so I don't know what your problem is <laughs> yes basically like oh, I kind of don't want to alienate him because I know he's good for a few likes on my yeah, social yeah. media <laughs> <laughs> he's always supporting me for <laughs> yeah like those days when I get like two likes for a post like you know what I mean yeah. I know that he'll I know he's one of them yeah, you know? <laughs> so I kind of want to keep him around <laughs> but yeah no, I should get rid of him like he was one of them dudes who like whenever at the moment like uh, this horrible stuff happening in, in America and that like whenever like a unarmed black guy's killed you know like a tuesday they call it now <laughs> like when, whenever that's how bad it is now. whenever that happens uh like he's the first to kind of post the the right-wing things about but did you hear he, had, did a you criminal hear record. he had a criminal record he's like <laughs> fuck off and i'm and i was trying to talk to him about the other day i didn't bring it up because i don't really he'll talk to me good anything and then he was going on about it and um yeah, he was just like, yeah, he had a criminal record, blah, blah, blah. And like, oh, does that mean that you hang out with rapists and, you know, all that sort of stuff? And I'm like, nah, but you don't go around the place shooting people in the back. <laughs> like, 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 like you, you know, there's still like, you know, procedure. There's laws, you know. Can't throw the whole court system out. He wants to live in like, did you see those Death Wish movies with um, oh, yeah, where it's, Charles Bronson and he's just shooting everyone? Well, who, uh, do you know what I watched the other night? Uh, it was a Demolition Man. Oh, that's good. And yeah. I was like, no wonder the cops in America, the, the star of that movie, he's a cop. He gets helicoptered into the top of it, shoots everyone <laughs> and you're like any one grown up i want to be a cop why because i want to show people because that was all in all the movies back then <laughs> yeah it's just like it, there was no question there was no process no one got read the rights in the 80s and the early 90s in the cop movie they're just shooting non-stop all the time yeah, yeah. just figure nuts. out they only get a week of arms training you're like sure what the fuck like <laughs> that's pretty pretty gnarly it's fucking insane what do you think it is about like uh, I don't know the guy that you know, but is he like, uh, is he single? Is he like a bit of a loner? Is I don't he know. Like, like, to be honest, like what I've d- never actually, it's one of them people that I've never met in real life. Well, maybe I have, and it's not me being a snob, just I'm getting a bit older. My memory's sometimes a bit shit for, you know, like sometimes you might've met someone for two minutes mm-hmm. and it might've been a few years ago. So it doesn't ring a bell, but, but, um, I don't think he's necessarily that bad a person, but I think he just loves being a contrarian. There's so it's like whatever the popular view is, is and it's particularly on you know on social media, ninety nine percent of comics are lefties and stuff. So if some, one of these things happens, 
you know, they're all going to come out and they're all going to be like, you know, cops are bad, blah, 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 which is good. And I agree with, but it's all going to be that narrative, you know, there's not going to be much different. So his thing is like, he almost wants to be contrarian and, you know, like, and I've gone through periods of that in my life too, but you know, and it's sort of, it's really unproductive and stupid, you know, like it's quite teenagey, like, yeah. I'm going to disagree because everybody else thinks this Yeah, is... and, and it's like, look at the stance you're taking. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, when you're looking at people getting shot, you're like, well, do they have a criminal record? Like, that's probably not, that's probably not the thing to be contrarian about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a... <laughs> like, pick your battles if you're going to pick them. It's a them. bit of a hot take. Yeah, like... It's... It's yeah, just... I think there's there's an awful lot of that of like we're the conservative right, we're trying to make this better, and you're like, ah, oh, oh, there's a there's a big there's a lot of that online now, where it's it's like this fucking incel thing that fucking oh that, yeah, like it's it's like just these people just need to like go outside and like I don't know man this this. this Consistently staying on the internet, yeah, it's bad. Ruins you, yeah, yeah. It ruins you, and they're all like, "Oh no, fuck these people!" And fuck, and you're like, "Ah, oh, man." It's, it's very, ne- it's very negative. Like, remember on um, uh, it's kind of a lame thing to do, but I was on Twitter one time, and like, I'm just not cutting through, you know, like just people aren't seeing my stuff or not liking it, and I was just like, "Ah, oh, what am I doing on here?" Like, really, well, like, how can I, you know, get a bit of a boost or whatever? And I thought, "Oh, fuck it," like I'll take out. And I'll sponsor a tweet and just see what happens. You know, maybe that'll get me some some more eyes on me or whatever. Kind of a vain, stupid thing to do. Whatever. I thought I'll try it. And when I've sponsored posts on Facebook, not once have I been heckled, which is kind of interesting. You know, like the worst I've ever got on Facebook for a heckle for a sponsored post was one guy goes and he, <laughs> he looked like um, old mate I was just talking about before too. He goes, are you at least offensive? You know, something like that. Oh, and I knew, and I looked at this thing, and he had the profile picture was like him, like with a big cloud of smoke over his face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. We, we've, looked, all, we've all seen that guy. <laughs> he looked, and the cover photo was a car. You know what I mean? He looked annoying, but at the same time, I'm, I kind of know those people well enough to kind of, I can't be bothered getting into him with him or whatever. And I just said something dumb back, like, um, uh, no, I'm not offensive at all. I only do children's birthday parties and uh, RSL clubs or something like that, something dumb like that. And then he liked that, and then that was the end of the chat. So, you know what I mean? If I could have, you know, like got into a thing with him, but I knew how to diffuse it and it just went away. But anyway, on Twitter, I put some post up. I forget what it was. It was like a, a one liner joke. It was, wasn't really even about anything much. You know, it wasn't controversial or, you know, it's just a pretty basic joke. Um, that was reasonably good. And most people liked it and Ruddy Rat did quite good. For, you know, I got my $50 um, <laughs> uh, worth from it. But like, I had a lot of people and for some reason they would share it and then they would just go, what the fuck is this, is this sponsored for? Who sponsors this or whatever? And then like, when I, you know, like I didn't fire back hard, but when I chatted to them or whatever, they kind of hadn't looked at my page or done anything and they didn't realize I was a comedian, so maybe comedians don't sponsor tweets. I don't know, but but once I realised I was a comedian, though, most of them were kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, oh, cool, oh, that, I oh, look, oh, you know, and it was all good. But one guy <laughs> who had like thirteen followers or whatever, and like fucking Dragon Balls, nothing wrong with Dragon Ball Z, but he had Dragon Ball Z as his profile picture, yeah, and all that sort of shit in the background and that, and he had like no, eight posts, no likes, just like bombing on twitter harder than me kind of thing and he was and then he like starts 
trying to get into a massive thing with me or whatever. It's like, what a waste of money. What a shit joke. Right, right. Like, why do you do, you know, this? You're wasting everybody's time, whatever. And by this point, it was doing all right, too. So I was just like... Mate, you're wrong. Yeah, I was getting my $50. <laughs> Probably like a bunch of Russian bots liking it. <laughs> yeah. But whatever. Like, I felt good about myself. Um, yeah, and then he, like, wanted to have a big thing. And I kind of didn't, you know, I mildly engaged it. And then, like all his little mates that were on there, then they all got in there and all started liking his little comments. And I'm just like, God, like a Twitter, like seems more toxic is my long, long story short. And then I remember one other time I got into like a, uh, a beef with some comic or whatever on, on Twitter. And they had a few followers and it was just like, Oh my God, this is crazy. Like just every three minutes I was getting notifications and it was all these people I'd never met before, like abusing me and stuff. And I'm it's just, yeah, my point is Twitter can get quite toxic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think I had, I remember I, <coughs> this is, um, I would have been about eight years now. I, I had like a video on YouTube and it was like some stupid sketch I did yeah. or something like that. I can't remember. But, um, I just started getting like these comments starts coming and people just absolutely flaming me. And I was oh, like, yeah, I was like, where is this coming out of? Like, and yeah, like, oh, yeah. we know one of your friends, and yeah. they all told us to come and just talk shit. Oh, <laughs> so it's just, oh, that's all good then. Yeah. And I was like, oh, but no, no, these people were from like the UK and yeah. all this. And I was like, I don't know any of these. Like, it was really weird. It was like, oh, let's all just jump in yeah. and just take the piss out of this. And I was that like, being funny, but you didn't kind of. I was like, yeah, I was like yeah, who yeah. is it? Because I, th- I yeah. actually thought it was funny, and they, they wouldn't tell me who it was. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, fine. All right. I hope he's had fun, gents. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the ones that sometimes it's just like you almost don't want to get uh, popular because, you know, like some of the, you know, like even some of the Kiwi comics who do pretty well on social media or whatever, like, you know, you're in amongst all the positivity, they really cop it. And, you know, any, any comedian in the world, too. And it's just quite, it looks quite relentless having to deal with that. I think having to deal with it would be, because if you're doing your, if if you're putting yourself out online and you're, especially if you're putting like sketches or material and stuff like that and even jokes putting out online and then you're like, I'm only trying to have a bit of fun and get a bit of a laugh and then. I hope today with my career, I actually do start getting a lot of toxic trolls because that means I'm doing good. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. But it must be it must be quite draining to have to deal with that all the time. Like, yeah. Well, I think some of the, you know, like oh, I'm trying to think of, uh, who are some of the, like Melanie Bracewell. I remember like she was copping heaps of shit from from people one time, and it was quite nasty, and you know, or whatever. And then like um. Oh, God, I've forgotten all the big Kiwi, you know, like social media people or whatever. But, yeah, just a few of them. I remember just saying, and it's just sort of, you know what I mean, it's kind of un- unnecessary, like, when it gets sort of hateful and stuff. But, but yeah, I mean, if you're, you're on TV and, you you know, you're getting mostly positive reaction, I suppose. People will take a, a shot. People yeah. People will take the shot. You should, should, should just focus on the positive. But it is hard, though, isn't it? You know, when you work in a, sure, you've, you know, done retail or whatever. You know, when you work in retail and you if you have to analyze the day right you probably had 85 customers that were sweet Great. yeah and you and had two, that one. yeah but yeah. you always focus on the two yeah. shit ones and you know like i got better at it but i remember like mates of mine would come home from work or whatever and they're oh the worst day ruddy rah and then um there was like the, the story was literally about one customer and then i would say because i kind of got you know my head around it i would be like yeah but what were the other 85 like and found that was like quite a good way of 
you know, thinking about the day objectively, but your mind naturally does. Yeah, naturally, you go to the one that has the most effect on you. Yeah, yeah. You expect, because there's, there's that, you know, fake politeness worker in retail. Yeah, like, yeah. Thank you. And you're like, yeah, no, that's that's what we expect. So it, it goes past. Yeah. You know, if anyone steps above that and goes, oh, you were really red, blah, blah, blah. You go, oh, fantastic. But if someone goes the other way and is is is, yeah. is a dick, you're like, oh, well, you're getting it. That's <laughs> yeah. That, my my next couple of hours is going to be just r- rinsing you on the way home. That's, that's it. Yeah. I had this one when I was working at this video shop, right, just before it closed, obviously. Yeah, it's still going. <laughs> You're like, fuck. It was, you know, Dan 30 in the 80s. Um, no, I'm not that old. But, like, working in this video shop and, um, like, every, you know, comedians were all a bit kind of mentally whacked or whatever. And I was going through some stuff at the time as well. Like, I broke up with my girlfriend and it was a bit stressy and blah, blah, blah. And I found myself, like, at the time, I didn't even see it as kind of ridiculous and stuff, but I actually thought it was a good coping strategy. <laughs> what I would do by it is I would be at work, and things were going good, and I'd have, like, um, uh, you didn't necessarily have to wear your uniform, so I'd have, like, something nondescript on, like this hoodie, like a wearing, like, a camouflage hoodie, you know what I mean? Or, like, a black top with nothing on it, whatever, and I'd be wearing that, having a good day. And then as soon as I got a bad customer, I would take that off, and I'd have, like, my gnarliest heavy metal T-shirt on, <laughs> and that was a way of flicking the switch in my head of going, look, if anyone fucks with me now, I'm wearing <laughs> I've got my, my armor on Death Grips T-shirt or whatever <laughs> fucking uh, band I had on. <laughs> but it really did actually was bad in a way, because it... Because some of those metal t-shirts are very confronting. Yeah. So even... <laughs> even when you're being nice, you look like you're being a slightly confrontational. Yeah. I had one and like, I would forget I was wearing it or whatever. Like I was getting a little bit better at being... Sometimes I'm too in a bubble like comedians can be and other weird people. Like this one t-shirt for Pig Destroyer and I literally had a, a drawing of a guy coming out of a bathroom with his fly undone and blood all over his face and burns and stuff. And he had like... Uh, like a, the a matchstick then it was just had just burnt out and um <laughs> i would forget i was wearing it kind of thing like because i wore it all the time and i went into this little fish and chip shop in a small town and this lady just kept looking at me weird while i was talking to her about normal type shit and i was like why is she looking at me and then i was like oh i've got pig destroyer <laughs> and then i go oh the, your t-shirt and she goes yeah and she's what's that all about and i tried to kind of keep up the nice guy regular persona and in that context which wasn't going to work and i go oh he just he had a bad day he went to the toilet knocked one out and then lit himself on fire and now he's off to face the world <laughs> <laughs> but I was trying to like just trying to just trying to, trying to like be general about it and be like ah oh, no it's just not even a big thing it's just you know we've all done it you know? yeah <laughs> you know after a hard day you just you light know, yourself you know what, on you fire you know what it's like you know what it's like <laughs> and like I wasn't even remotely trying to be funny or whatever and then as I walked out there I was like what why did I even try and explain oh, the t-shirt yeah just sometimes you'd be like ah oh, it's, it's I, I can't I can't <laughs> But they're so confronting those teachers. They had that one and they got this other one and it's literally got like a, a massive skull with like a noose. <laughs> but some people pull them off better than me, I reckon, like because sometimes I've seen dudes and and, and, and women in their like forties and they're kind of regular looking people. They don't look that metally or whatever. And they'll wear that t shirt and it, it just doesn't seem to register with people. But for some reason well maybe it's my own paranoia or uh, ego or whatever I feel like everyone notice, <laughs> notices well uh, I don't know maybe they don't it but. could be like the comedian in you is like we're always generally a little bit more I, I don't know about you but I definitely when I go anywhere I'm like yeah. 
I, I will I will I will mess about a little bit more and and and, and you know yeah. try and crack jokes with, with 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 people and stuff like that. Yeah. Not to to get the attention a little bit and be like you know. Yeah, yeah, of course. You yeah. know, so I think I think probably more eyes are on you because we do. I think sometimes we do that subconsciously. Yeah, we talk loud and you know, like draw. T- we can draw attention to ourselves. I'm I'm not sure uh, what what you're like uh, with like you know just regular people and daily life i've only hung out with you during comedy and stuff but like i can be like massively introverted when i'm just going about my day or whatever like if i'm doing a bunch of gigs the energy will translate off stage and i'll be chatty like i'm now with regular people as well as comics and stuff but when i'm not because i just sort of tour and stuff so when i'm not doing gigs i go really really introverted and i don't really chat much i I, I kind of I mix between the two. I've always been kind of extroverted anyway. Yeah. So that's being a comic for a while made it worse. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, I was always like, wow, fighting for attention. <laughs> yeah. oh, like it was terrible. My, 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 my fiance had to be like, Chan, you really need to stop doing that. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's really like it's, everyone thinks you're a fucking dick. <laughs> I was yeah. like, okay. It's not good when your girlfriend's son. You know, she's like, people, I want people to, you know, to like you. And I was like, just don't be such a dick. And I, I've, I've turned it back around. Like I, I'm. I, I think I'm less of that now. I'm definitely. I think a little bit more introverted. Yeah. In in normal situations, but if I'm comfortable, I'll I'll go off a little bit. But yeah, it's, it's not not overbearing like it was a while ago. Like yeah. around this time last year, I was really a dick. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's also it's a social awareness thing. So I think maybe as you get older, you sort of you gauge people for longer before you you know, throw them in the deep end. Yeah, I think that's the thing. You see, I was I was around people who were um slightly a little bit older than me, same age, but like all yeah. like we're all in our thirties and we're a bit more settled and stuff like that. And I'm just coming in like blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like yeah. whoa different energy for what they're so yeah. it's like I've I've kind of you know, to take a little bit more time assessing people yeah, before yeah. we I go off. Also I think there's a little bit to do that with, with like um, in Ireland, like when I'm hanging around with my mates, we're just we talk over each other. We're going like yeah. it's nonstop, yeah. and it's like it, we had two mates here from London, and when, when me and uh, uh, Ashley and the four of us would be together, we, everywhere we went, we were the loudest person. Like this is in, <laughs> in, in in New Zealand. Everywhere we went, we we're always shouting, having a good yeah, time, yeah. And laughing. And I do think the Kiwis are slightly more reserved. Yeah, and totally, quiet. totally. So like you have to kind of let. A- and and let them come out and talk and stuff yeah, like that, where, where yeah. we would just be like blah, 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 and we, we get into that rhythm where we expect to be cut off yeah and i think i was approaching a lot of situations where yeah i wasn't matching people on their level i was just cutting Ye- over everyone yeah yeah no, that's a good point i remember i had like an american mate who moved to wellington and he wasn't really that kind of super extroverted what he just Americans are just loud, you know what I mean? Like how they speak, like they just talk fairly loud and they're quite clear speakers. Like Kiwis can be kind of shy and mumbly and, and stuff. And so remember he was telling me that like, I mean, I didn't think much of it, but he told me that his Kiwi girlfriend or whatever was always telling him that you've got to be quieter in New Zealand and, and you can't be so loud and like, and just always on his case about it. Yeah. yeah I think, I, I think there's something to that. Cause I, I've, 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 I've definitely seen a change. Now that I'm a little bit more, yeah, reserved a little bit, um, or, or, or well, I still go off every now and again. But. My biggest one, and like you could tell me if it's because because it seems like 
uh, Ireland and uh, UK and that extended area or whatever has a kind of a quite a banter culture. My biggest adjustment, like I'm a Kiwi, but like I've done, you know, like two extended uh, stays in Aussie. So like I lived there from 207 to uh, 206, sorry, 206 to 210. And I was started comedy there and worked in radio and stuff. So I was just used to being around loud kind of brash Aussies that were always giving each other shit all the time. Yeah. Like the banter culture that they, that they, that they have there. Um, and then when I came back to New Zealand or whatever, like I found like everyone was not on that wavelength and would think I was being a cunt when I was just doing what Aussies do all the time. I think it took me a while to kind I of think, adjust. I think that's true, man. Cause it is like, it, like you get me in a room with all my mates and you think we all hate each other. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, he was always going, oh, we've got great banter, but like, we don't. Like, it's, it's rubbish, <laughs> I reckon. Well, maybe it depends on what banter you like, but I like, from, from what you're saying, I like that kind of assholey band. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> Which is maybe unhealthy, but well, I like. It's, yeah, no, it's definitely, <laughs> in the long run, it's probably not too healthy, but yeah. it's kind of what we fall into. Like, you yeah. know, it's, and it's, uh, it, I don't know why it is, but it's, it's, it seems like it, it seems to be universal between the UK and, and Ireland, definitely. Like yeah. we, we just rip on each other all yeah, the time. Yeah. But um I suppose it's it's a way of showing that you actually it's it's a weird thing. It's actually showing a way that we actually like each other yeah, and trust yeah. each other where we absolutely rinse each other. Like, yeah, it's totally great. like it's it's trust. Yeah, like if you trust someone enough to kind of uh expose your kind of flaws then you like them. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, to, to be fair though, when I first moved there, like I've always been sort of cheeky in that, so I adapted pretty quick. But when I first moved there, I did sort of initially was like, oh, well, this is pretty full on. <laughs> like, yeah. um, but like I, you know, I adjusted pretty quick. But but yeah, I remember like, um, oh, I told you that story the other day, but that's a reasonable story for a podcast. Like uh, I'd been over there and that, and like uh, you can find them if anyone wanted to. Like I've got, my SoundCloud clips are actually okay because I've got like a lot of them with, they're sure and they're with like you know decent crowds most of them and i realized i've got heaps dealing with hecklers but because over there especially in like perth less so melbourne it's always fucking hecklers and they the crowd like i was telling the other day the crowd loves it when you really rinse them like you can't obviously like grab them by the throat from the word go but you can go reasonably hard quickly and then if they interrupt a few times, you can really, really give it to them or whatever. And some of the, you know, the recordings I've got, because I haven't done that in ages, I was listening to them, I was like, whoa, Jesus, I really gave it to people. But the crowd liked it, and that's, you know, I wasn't the only one who did it. Anyway, I come back to New Zealand, and like, uh, I was doing some open mic in Auckland, I forget what year this was. And um, this group of, it was one of these open mics with like a door that you you actually you op you open this door and you walk right into the gig, which is not, you know, the best. Yeah, we've, we've had experience of, of that. It's, yeah, it's, it's like a free open mic and, you know. But anyway, everybody who had come in through that door had kind of done the correct thing that's assessed the situation, kind of opened the door politely, ducked their heads, you know, walked up to the bar, found a seat, blah, blah, blah. You know, this group comes in and they're all like suit and tie corporate uh, women with like... Uh, fancy corporate attire on too and they all just rolled in and they were really loud and I was even seeing they like stood like kind of in the middle of the room and just talking loud about what they were going to get to drink and just sort of ignoring the whole vibe of it and it was one of them open mics where yeah it's just a bar and an open mic but it wasn't like you could really ignore it because the room was so small that like 
Uh, yeah, they also the awareness so. of like, you you know what you're doing. You yeah, know what I mean, you know, they were at the bar, which was like two feet away from me, but maybe not two feet, but like you know what I mean. It wasn't one of those open mics where they were way at the end of the bar, so they weren't. Yeah. They were mildly annoying. They were really annoying. So I just thought, like my instincts from dealing with Aussie hecklers, I just kind of laid into them. And I thought it was really justified given like how fucking rude they were being. And I can't remember what I said. It wasn't necessarily hilarious or whatever, but like I initially kind of gave them a warning then they ignored me. And then I just said something like, can't you see the spotlight and the microphone, blah, 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 like on that kind of, you know, rant or whatever. And like the crowd kind of like turned on me. (laughs) Like, and one guy goes, oh, come on, mate. I think, you know, you should buy them a round of drinks that was bloody mean and then like a few people clapped and i was like what is this fucking shit you know like i don't know and then after that i was just like man this is like a different world and with how you deal with hecklers here versus over there where like if i'd gone full rinse even without a warning yeah yeah i don't know like I, in, in saying that though i'm not necessarily saying they're right and we're wrong it's just different because in a way you could argue kiwis are nicer in a way like why be a massive dick to someone even if they are being a massive dick maybe be the bigger person blah 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 but like i think in a comedy setting like it should be fair game to kind of i I think i think in a comedy yeah i think in a comedy setting it's it's funny it's it's expectations if you're if you're a comic you yeah. would generally like I, I, me I watch a lot of Americans yeah you watch, watch, they run hecklers and so, you yeah. see that someone heckles and they are fair game yeah for whatever yeah. and everyone's in on it like so when you see that well I, w- w- when I started here I expected to get heckled right yeah, I expected to get heckled you barely do and I was nervous yeah, right. about getting heckled yeah yes yeah, and and then and then someone was like oh you don't get heckled here and I yeah was like, yeah super oh. rare yeah and then the whole thing of dealing with hecklers kind of went away yeah i've said i've only like i've i think i had one one or two gigs where people were shouting out and stuff during the gig yeah and um but you don't get a full kind of confrontation you don't get a full confrontation and and you don't go i don't think you you go in on them i've seen it i've seen it once or twice where some people have gone in on them here and it's backfired yeah not even for the comic but it's actually backfired because the person hasn't stopped and they keep yep. going and going and going. Yeah, and go. yeah. You get a really, really drunk heckler. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and you, you go at them, and then they just keep heckling everyone else. Yeah. It's like, it's time. Because I, I always thought it was weird. I thought when you start, I started seeing hecklers getting removed from comedy stores. Yeah, that's dumb. It should be, like, part it, of it, I reckon. Eh? Like, well, unless they, they take unless, it to Unless they keep, go, if they keep going. If yeah. they keep going and going and going and going and going and going. going yeah, there's they a point. Be, they should get the fuck out. Yeah. Because at at the end of the day, you are there to do your shit. Yeah, and they're here to see you. And the room and and look, no one enjoys. I don't think when a heckler, like, is trying to take away yeah. from the act. I think it gets annoying after yeah, a while. Yeah, I think once. I think once, and then the heckler, put, the comedian puts him down, and then or her down or whatever. Yeah. Fine. After that, if they keep it up, I'm like, I'll get the fuck out. Yeah. No, I like it in a way because it's just like, yeah, I agree that yeah, there is a point where it gets stupid, but like. I like it in a way because it's just it breaks up the monotony in a way. You know, you if you're doing gig gig after gig all the time, and then you know you can get sick of your material or or whatever. You just need a shot in the arm. And I kind of used to just like it when someone would pipe up and be like, "Yes," because I'm lucky that I'm I'm quite good with hecklers. I'm 
good at thinking on the spot. So usually it goes all right for me. Sometimes it goes pear-shaped because I can be too mean, like I said before, <laughs> um, or too mean according to a particular crowd. But like most of the time I do all right with it. So like um, I, I like. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I don't mind a bit of, I actually, no, I know what you mean because I, anytime someone like talks out in a crowd, yeah, like, I'm not, I'm not against it. Like I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, let's see where this goes. But I think, I don't know. I think you're, you're better. It depends on where you want to go with comedy and stuff like that. But yeah, I, just, yeah. I think, I think it's for the overall show. If there's a culture of heckling, I don't know if it, yeah, yeah, it yeah. works. Totally, like, yeah. Yeah, dude, you probably you know that Stephen Hofstadter when he does all those. Oh yeah, he's very good with the hecklers. He's great yeah. with the hecklers. But I've I've been thinking about this. Like, are are people just going to his shows so they can be hecklers? Yeah, so they can be on YouTube now. Yeah, you'd get a bit of that, wouldn't you? Yeah, that, and then do you really want that too? That's the other because, other part of it. Yeah, and you think the more I I, I think the idea of why he's releasing all those videos is so people ego people don't heckle comedians yeah yeah but also i'm thinking is like well some people like being runs. some people like yeah. being, some people like it yeah um it's a weird it's a weird balance like yeah i don't know i've i've i'm forward and against it I'm, yeah. not, I'm not i'm not fully decided i'd rather i'd rather there be no heckling but at the same time a good heckle can sometimes bring you out of a funk i've had that yeah, before yeah. when someone goes out and it, it kind of wakes you Juices up on stage. You up a bit. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and, and also it adds to the risk factor of doing comedy which is yeah which is good sometimes i'll do like i think when you last saw me i sort of did it or whatever when just for fun i'll kind of be a little bit of a dick to <laughs> <laughs> a group of people or whatever. Oh, that was no, that was that was that was that was what a couple that was about a month ago or maybe yeah. more. It was from memory it worked and they were all good with it and stuff, but like I don't always do that, but I remember like sometimes that's fun even to just like tease a group of people if they look like someone or there's something an observation you can make about them. Like I, I like doing that and, and stuff too. And but that one is a bit of a tightrope because sometimes I've got it wrong and you can seem like you you seem like you're attacking them yeah, yeah rather yeah. than trying to have like poke fun trying yeah. to have fun i remember that one I, they seemed to laugh and that and then i made sure which i try and always do now i i'll try and say oh hey you know like you guys seem really nice i'm just joking around or, you know just yeah you did that yeah i remember that something like that even though you don't really have to if you've got the tone right it's just good to let them i think know it, you're not nice on that night it like what you i can't remember what you said but like they were they were they got it once or twice that night yeah, yeah, and and, and uh, well, I think I did a thing about the which is a wee bit hack maybe, but it, whatever, like about the Karen thing because they sort yeah. of look like Karens. It whatever. was still yeah. kind of all right at that time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, now it's become. Now it's now it's a bit. I think now it was, it's pretty hack. Yeah, but it, that's they just got there before I got hacky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everyone's got a Karen thing now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, I think that night you did it and it was great and they were in on it the whole night and I think the way you went oh look uh, you know you seem lovely I think that even actually made it funny because I think I don't know if you went at them again after that with something I can't remember oh you know what happened now I remember that part of it so I go I think for some reason like it's more sort of believable when I'm cheeky and not believable when I try to be nice even though I actually am trying to be nice yeah and I try to be nice or whatever and people you know, to see I was doing it, but they sort of laughed and I sensed the energy was kind of like, we don't buy this. <laughs> like, we know that you're saying that, but they were kind of laughing. They're like, nah, you're not nice. Like, <laughs> which I, I commented on and then they laughed at that, which was, which was good. So sometimes comedy is quite good like that too. In a way you're, you know, you can be doing it for a while. You sometimes forget how you come across, if you get what I mean. Yeah. And then the audience gives you that clue by like, like, cause I've done it for a while. I can pick up on clues quick now, but I still sometimes forget 
who I am on stage. And as soon as I apologized and they sort of laughed, I knew what the laugh was about. Yeah. I was like, oh, they're laughing. Cause... You can tell the difference between the laughs. Because yeah. I sort of, I don't mean to, but I'm not typical stupid guy. I'm not good at apologizing sincerely. I say it too casually. I go, you guys are really nice. Anyway, you know, like I'll just, <laughs> so it sounds really, you know, <laughs> like I don't give a shit. <laughs> Like some apolog- yeah, politician, it, like it did kind of come apologizing because like <laughs> they have to. <laughs> what was it? Sorry, that did kind of come across like that. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, oh, I'm sorry, I suppose, <laughs> but it worked, so I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird one, isn't it? Because it's not actually being a dick. It's just I don't know. I'm not good with um. Yeah, it's like a male stupid male gen- of my generation thing or whatever. Like just not that good with emotional sincerity well, in public. You know. I think as well. I think sometimes. If you do, if you do something like that, yeah, and you say sorry, but you realize they're in on it, yeah, they love yeah, it, yeah. and you're like, "Well, fuck it, let's go a little bit harder," because like, yeah, um, yeah, that night, I think that night was one of the best nights I've ever like. That show was fucking. That show was cocking, wasn't it? Was yeah. fucking like I haven't been part of a show that was no just. No one like, really died. Everyone did pretty good. Everyone did really yeah. well. Like I, I remember, I I even forgot a bit. Yeah. In the middle of my set, I think you were. On before or after me, but I think it was on after you. After yeah, you. yeah, yeah. But our little se- segment, the sec, because we were second half. First half was good, but the crowd was really cooking in the second half. Like, yeah. remember Miranda came out and and she did good in the first half as well. But you know, you got to get the crowd going and stuff. And she came out and they immediately were just laughing at everything. Yeah, like, as there, as there was, and that was great. That was her first time emceeing like, yeah, she a, did a good. big show, and she did fucking great. I was yeah. really impressed. Um, that everything just kind of hit that night. Yeah, it was sort of everything kind of hit that it's night. It's annoying really with those gigs too because it's just like you can't help but I don't know. I still do this. It's a little bit negative or whatever. Like if I do a gig and everybody does well, <laughs> I kind of am like, ah, does it really mean anything? Like, which well, is dumb because does, it's does like, your material stand up because the crowd were so like, yeah, yeah, you've, you've created the perfect environment for comedy yeah you yeah. go do comedy everyone laughs and then you go oh, i wasn't really that funny <laughs> yeah yeah it's weird though because it's just like you know when you're saying it that you're that you know you're hitting the marks and you know what i mean so like i felt like i delivered it well so it wasn't anything like that but at the same time i still can't help but kind of go oh it was an easy crowd you know yeah well look uh, there's no you've got to take your wins you've got to take your wins (laughs) because i I had a gig i think i had a gig that saturday right and it was neil's only the new stuff oh nice yeah and it was like one minute only new stuff yeah let's go and the the crowd by the time i got i was one of the last groups on and the crowd were having a fucking great time and it was packed there's like 120 people in there it was fucking rocking yeah and i i always knew material and i did them all and they all fucking smashed right and i was like woo yeah tried it the next monday (laughs) (laughs) and i was like oh okay oh no there's like two or three jokes that i've kept yeah but there's one that i've tried three or four times because it worked really well with the yeah. bit I was doing, but that part died every single time, but landed on that. Night. Yeah, I hate it when they have us too. And, and you're like, oh, but it's me. And the worst thing about me is like, this bit makes sense, though. It makes sense. Yeah. And it's like, it's not funny, though. And you have to go, okay, let's get it's rid of it. It's a hard that. one, isn't it? Yeah, because it's just like those bad gigs, but it's new material, it can put you off the material. Like, even though there's got to be something there, you know what I mean? But you. Yeah, I uh, remember I, lately I've been doing these ones and I think I mentioned it to you. There's a show in Queenstown and it's just, I don't know, like the the, the, gig, the guy who runs the gigs, real good guy, does a good job. Like all the comics here are nice people, blah, blah, blah. But um, it's just, I don't know, it's just not a gig for me for whatever reason. But like every time I've done, I've only done it twice, but I've done solos and 
group shows they're organized and it's just i don't know like it's all these sort of backpackers but um and kiwis and stuff but they just don't sort of seem like they're kind of following what's happening in the world so all the stuff that lands is just kind of sex stories or tinder or uber eats and you know what i mean like real yeah a general sort of idea of kind of that but, being a snob, but kind of like pretty entry level comedy but, seems to kill there. But do you, know? you th- like, do you think? Because uh, if if someone's to do really topical stuff right now, yeah. right, and I don't watch the news and I don't pay attention to an yeah, awful yeah, lot of yeah. stuff, so like I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. I would generally wouldn't get it, and I think if, especially if you've got a lot, like a lot of back. When I was I backpacked for like nine months. Yeah. If someone said anything about what was going on, I wouldn't have yeah, a fucking yeah. clue what was going on. It's just sometimes you just like. I agree, but then sometimes you're also like, man, we're living in pretty unprecedented times. Where if you think, surely I'm not, this... <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> but you, you, I don't know. You, my brain was just like, surely at this point in history, people are paying attention, but obviously I, not. Though. I went the other way. I'm like, nope. <laughs> so then again, I guess because it's such an overwhelming time period, I don't blame people really. Some people just like, oh, I just don't want to deal with. COVID also, and it's like America. There's this kind of blah blah blah. This, this almost like I remember when that that video went around, like the Pan Olympics, or fucking from like in 2009 or eight. It was just yeah. this horrific fucking, you know, like w- before videos really went viral, like in the really early. Uh, yeah. Like it was absolutely just horrific stuff. You know, people fucking getting, like, eating light bulbs and all that. <laughs> you know, it's just like, just like, oh, but you'd watch it and go, oh. Like, that's what a lot of the news and social media looks like to me. It's just horrific event after horrific event. Yeah, yeah. And people are sharing those horrific, like, everything's horrific and horrific and horrific. And there's almost like an addiction to just all of the bad, bad stuff. And, yeah, where I yeah. feel like I can pick up on what's going on without paying attention to anything. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can get, you can get a general sense of stuff. You get the vibe, yeah. yeah like, you know, like. I don't need to know anything about the election in the States. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, re- I generally, like, I, I don't. I really don't need to know anything about it. I don't need to know yeah. a lot of what's happening around. I need to know what's happening in my local area in terms of how we doing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Maybe that's a selfish view on it. No, fair enough. Like, it's also, too, it's one of them, it's like, like, I'm being a wee bit hypocritical, too, because it's like, I've always kind of, you know, had, you know, some semblance of what's going on, you know, like around the world and politically, blah, blah, blah. But it's only recently that I kind of, you know, get a bit older and eventually you get boring and you get sort of more into that, I suppose. It's just, yeah. So it's being a wee bit hypocritical because, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that I was on stage and, you know, I was telling the, you know, and I still do every now and again, I was telling like the, you know, drunken night out stories and blah, yeah. blah, blah. But like, I don't know, now I'm going to sound real stuffy. Um, I still felt like I was doing them, you know, not in a hack way, but I don't know. But it, now I'm thinking real stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's, I shouldn't, you know, rag on Queenstown, but let's, every time I've been there, I don't know. I'm just like, man, I just, I don't know. This crowd's just not for me. I remember I had one gig there when like, was like, how do I get through to these people? And like, I literally resorted to, cause I was, how I'd set up the gig. And especially when I set up a gig, I feel quite responsible for kind of giving people what they've paid for or whatever you know i'm just doing an open spot i'll stick to my time or whatever but i don't feel 
you know, like I necessarily owe the crowd anything because I'm not getting paid. They yeah, pay you don't. If, if you like, you, what you, you what you the only thing you always do your time. Yeah, that's how I and, and be respectful of. The yeah, rules be, of the uh, nice yeah, exactly, blah, blah, blah. exactly. But short of that, I'm gonna do what material I want to do, kind of thing, you know. So, but yeah, if I'm on my own own show, I'm just like, oh, you know, they've paid fifteen bucks, twenty bucks a bit, of, you know. So anyway, this crowd was just kind of like raucous the whole night, but they weren't sort of heckling. They're just chatting in and out of acts and just picking and choosing when they wanted to pay attention and just oh, i don't know they were just annoying really um <laughs> like typical queenstown crowd. um and i was just like oh what can i do to give them their money's worth and i literally resorted to like doing like a which is so hack and cheesy like a fake striptease or whatever and throwing off throwing i had these larry bird socks that were too small for me and making a fun game out of like who wants to win my larry bird socks and i got like one testicle out and you know just like oh real God. just stupid kind of crap just to kind of get any you know mm. and that did good because that's the sort of crowd it was but and I was like, oh, you know, I gave them what they wanted or whatever, but I still was just like, oh, I don't really want to do this. It was funny too, because the friend of mine who was on before was <laughs> did like a 10 minute thing all about Brexit. And even though it was, you know, like some, you know, UK people or whatever, they were not the type of people that wanted to hear about Brexit, yeah. <laughs> Brexit or whatever. And he just, fair enough, he like stuck to his guns and did like a full 10 minutes on Brexit. See, sometimes you just respect it and be like, no, nah, no, nah, well done, well done, well he done. Just you stuck, stuck to your guns. Stuck to it. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Like, it's funny like that. I think maybe, yeah, I think, yeah, if they're paid, you should, you know, give them kind of what they want or whatever. But at the same time, it is frustrating, isn't it? Because it's just like, well, you also get, want to develop your material. You've got to get to a level stuff. where yeah. you're attracting your crowd. Your, your crowd, but also where your your material is going to strike people who are outside of your crowd. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got to find that balance because you've got to you got to bring these people in, and then you've got to get them. You got to go to the people who are just say the general public. You got to get them over to your side, and then some. It's it's that dance. It's like how do I yeah how do I how do I bring people over to the way I'm thinking or or to think the way I'm thinking for these next ten minutes so you yeah. can laugh. I still find it fiddly. It's weird. It's like I've done it for a, a, a while and stuff, and I should have, you know, lots of things I've done wrong. But like, it's annoying because like I really don't want to be like um. This is just my personal hot take, not you know, advice for other people. It's like I'm not that interested in kind of being like, you know, like part of the establishment. If you get what I mean. So like being like, you know, you know what I mean, like a regular act on like you know, perceived great pro shows around New Zealand and Australia. But I'm not really that worried about that. It's just what I want is way hard, harder to achieve and I haven't achieved it. I just want kind of like a funny little cult following, you know? So like I don't have to do that and I can literally just do my open mics to get my material and the gigs with producers who like my style and then um, just solo shows and sort of get an audience. But man, it's so hard. Like I think you really god unless you're killing it at social media like joe damon or, or something i think if if you haven't got that social media he's a really good comic too don't get me wrong but the social media he's master well, that's, at. like that's that's giving him the platform to yeah then, yeah and show who he is as a comedian totally yeah so like you know fair play to him he's, he's really good but what i'm saying is like if you're not good at social media which I'm, I'm pretty average at or whatever like the only way to kind of maybe get this little cult following i want us to just tour fucking relentlessly but like it's it's expensive it's difficult 
Um, it's quite draining. You know what I mean? It's like, I mean, there's obstacles and everything in life or whatever, but like, yeah, I don't know. Like I've done a few solo tours and like, it's fun. I had some ups and downs and good, good stuff in that. And, you know, you have some gigs when you make good money and all that sort of stuff, but it is, you know what I mean? It's quite hard to kind of bounce around all of New Zealand if you've got like, you know what I mean? You're not a name, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Like I can get like, you know what I mean? Like I'll maybe, um, I, you know, got, I don't know if it's name recognition. It's probably not, but like I can promote it well enough that, you know, I'll get average of 30 people, you know, and I'll on the, like say I do like 12 dates, I might have two or three that are sold out, maybe like one or two that are bad, you know, like, 10 people and then three that are like mid you know for the level that i'm at or whatever but at the same time like i don't kind of feel like i come to a town and people oh this guy we saw him last i don't feel there's well, that it's, or, it's, it's, so or you, if there is it's five people well it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? like oh we saw him two years ago we'll come back and it's five of them and you know that's not enough so but. i think i think there's there's a couple i think there's a couple of ways you look at it because if you tour, right? Yeah. You tour and the people will see you in that night and they'll be like, oh, fuck, that was really... So you hit you hit it on one night. You hit yeah, it on the yeah. park, right? They go, fuck, we want to see more of this guy. Yeah. And then you go, okay, well, here's where you can see me. You can see I've got stuff. I think you have... Now you have to have the support and stuff. Yeah. You have to have, like, a, a, a presence on, on social media. Yeah, yeah. Because... It's it's like with everyday advertising. You need to see a message six or seven times yeah, before it yeah. fucking registers. Totally. So like you might see a comic. I, I I remember I've seen some comics. I thought that guy's fucking brilliant. I've seen him twice, and now I cannot remember them yeah, for the life of me. You kind of got to be in people's so you've, faces. You've got to yeah. be. There's got to be something to pull them back in. So like yeah. I've, uh, I know it's. So I started. I only started a Facebook page this year, and like. It started when when comedy came back out of lockdown and everyone was turning up to the shows. It was all fucking yeah, great. so good. Though. And out of all, like I think in one week I performed to something in front of like over two hundred people, right? Yeah, I nice. got two likes off my Facebook page from people who were at the shows. Yeah, so out of two hundred people, two people yeah. were like, "Did you plug it or anything?" Or no, no, yeah, no, yeah. no. But like, yeah. I didn't plug it. That's that's another thing. I didn't plug it. But it's yeah. like I think you need to have because yeah. you you're gold in that moment when you do really well, and then it's like, okay, where can other people find me yeah, yeah. so I can keep them around and I think it's it's just a, a repetition of that or you go or you hit goals going viral and stuff like that and then everyone follows you but I think you do have to have a back catalogue of an awful lot of stuff yeah totally in order to to, to, to I think it, to really boost your career because yeah. if you just go viral once but you don't have anything to back it up it kind of falls away so it's, it's, it's always what what's cool what happened with Joe Joe like hit that video i don't know if, if, if it was one but it, i remember a couple of people talking about it and it was like he just it, everything just kept growing exponentially and he, yeah, kept, yeah. he kept releasing he kept up the 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 um the uh what's the word the uh uh momentum? consistency and, yeah, and he, yeah. But, but he was consistent he was consistently yeah, building the to, momentum he posts a lot and and yeah. then and then he did the tour and then it's like oh well, but he still has the videos going so it's like yeah th these yeah. things are all moving I think if you're just doing one thing yeah you got to have all your yeah you... I, I I I I don't see you I don't see it anyone like yeah. being able to make a name off just doing one thing anymore yeah that's a good I point. I don't yeah. think so I think you'll get a good name with promoters and stuff like that and they'll yeah. book you on shows but you need to find a way to like keep the audience after that yeah t totally yeah I think it's like. I don't know, like, the other other one, too, is, like, there are a lot of people out there or what have you who uh, will like you or whatever, and maybe they want to tell people about it, but 
um, if you don't have a YouTube or, or something like because it doesn't translate so as well like in tweets or statuses and stuff like particularly my stuff too because it's just like I can get away with being uh, quite dark and cheeky and blah 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 and I can get away with it on stage but sometimes online if you don't know me it can come across wrong so I think um, which is you know I need to get better at that as well but at the same time like uh, now if I had some real good YouTube slick YouTube videos then like a you know group of people that saw me and were trying to convince more people to to go see me next time I'm in town it would it would definitely help or like a banging podcast or you know just yeah I think that because then you, you need to I think you need you can't build I don't think you can build uh, a following here um, or anywhere actually if yep. you're just if you're just doing stand up in one place every unless you're killing it every single week and people go to see you yeah yeah but I don't know if there's that many you know you if you're that great at that one thing, I think you do need something online now where people can find you. Like, because that's you—you you get known for people being able to share your content. Yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, I've, all I've got at the moment, like I was, I've just—it's lame, like I was talking about before, but it does work. Is like I've started like, you know, boosting the odd like tweet and status or whatever, and it does that actually does work because. You know, you get the negative, but like I said, do, do, but you get quite a few more page likes, and you get quite a few people who, because of that, will go. Oh, he's coming to my town, and you know, so it's. Yeah, I think it's working a little bit, but at the, I'm, you know, I'm, I, I would be lying, like I said before, like what I'm that I'm near, what I'm after, what I'm after is like, hey, I'm doing a show and, um, you know, solo in Wellington or something, and like, uh, I can guarantee it'll every time I do one, it'll like sell out and I'm only talking like 50 seater. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah, all, yeah. That's honestly like, I don't really think that's even that high a bar that I'm going for. Like, you know, you talk to some comics, you know, because I'm quite happy being a wee fringy culty thing. Like some comics, their bar in their head is like, I want to sell out every city in New Zealand and they're talking like 500, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. which is really, you know, good on them. That's a real good goal. But like my, but honestly, I would be stoked if I could sell at every 50 seat venue in the country regularly. Like I'd be happy with well, that. Well, I, I think, do you know what changed my mind on this kind of thing of, of, of getting like a lot big, being a big act and stuff like that. Yep. There was a big act in Ireland called the Rubber Bandits. Oh yeah, yeah, I know of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They had that really, really popular song, uh, "Fuck Your uh, Fuck Your Honda Civic." I have a horse outside. Right. <laughs> yeah. So this was the, the, at the time they released this song. This was number one in Ireland for fucking weeks. They were touring yeah. around Ireland, selling out like five, six hundred, a thousand seaters, like, yeah. and doing music. And 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 uh, they were on newspapers. They were on all. They were all on the talk shows. They were fucking flying it. Yeah. But what they realized is that. People only came for that song, and it like the guys yeah. had quite a kind of like a scumbagish kind of look. They had like you know the Adidas pants, wear plastic black bags over their head. Yeah, didn't even be talking about drugs and stuff like that. So all their gigs were insanely rowdy, and people would only come up to come to hear that yeah. song. Yeah, so they everyone, kind of didn't get what they wanted really. So yeah. they were like, okay, this is great. Well, they've you know they're getting the money and they're yeah, yeah. Told, but they're like, this isn't what we want yeah. from the. From the from from what we do, so they released a song called Spastic Hawk. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's so they did did it to alienate oh, all yeah, the following. Yeah. Oh, like when when like just brief and ejecting when like Radiohead purposely made that really crazy electronic album off the back of 
okay computer and it was almost like a fucking <laughs> we want to get yeah she had some, I, she had some weight that, and that's that's kind of what they did and then they're like the, the week after that now we're playing places where there's 60 70 maybe 100 people yeah but they're all on board yeah, to what yeah. we're doing and yeah we, they're on board to what we want to do and goes, yeah. that's way better than selling out to 2000 yeah that's what i reckon i mean if you're if you're naturally like um you know, like, you know, someone like Joe, who's just naturally got a broad appeal, that's his thing. He's not faking it. That's just the type of guy he is, which is, which is great. If you're that type of comic, then, you know, that's your goal and you can achieve it and that's what you want. But, like, I actually don't think I would like it if I had, you know what I mean? Like, if I booked a gig and somehow 500 people turned up, I wouldn't like it because I'd be suspicious of why. They, <laughs> I, be, I, I love that, Rick, you know, you know. If I got successful, I, that's the reason I'm successful. Not su- really, really successful because I don't think I'd like it. No, I don't. I don't like the. I wouldn't like it because I think it's just like the more successful you get, there's way more. Oh, yeah, let me know with the time and stuff. Um, there's more eyes on you. There's more pressure. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, if you if you fuck up and you're just like a little, you know, like a minnow like I am at the moment or whatever, it's not really a big deal. You know what I mean? But if you fuck up and you're not like quite a big platform or whatever you know people are looking especially now the cancel culture thing and stuff people are really looking to you know not everybody but there are people out there are looking to take people down and and stuff and i just wouldn't like that pressure or whatever like not necessarily the cancel culture thing but that's one aspect of it and then I, the, I know what you mean yeah it's like, you kind of just want to do your thing without the, yeah, the added yeah. added kind of eyes on you where it's yeah. like i just want to have fun with what you're doing rather than have to worry about yeah like i don't want like you know what I mean? Some, I'm sure a lot of, you know, like I don't want like regular people and mums and dads in their fifties coming to my shows. Like, you know what I mean? Sure. There are some mums and dads in their fifties that like weird shit. You might like me, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think generally speaking, like, you know, Joe average and Mary average is not who I kind of really want to appeal to. So like, you know, like now, even when, <laughs> when I do a gig I'm, and I do the solo one and I see who's turned up, I'm like, Oh fuck. You know, like sometimes I just don't really want, want to do it. Like when that happens, the odds, most of the time I'm lucky because I'll, I'll have wild names for my shows. Yeah. So, so I've pur- purposely sort of alienating some people. Like I had a show called um, Horrible, Horrible Human Being, um, <laughs> which is like, it's just me being silly really, but that can be alienating. To, and, and I'm like, that's good. You know what I mean? I don't want certain people coming to them. But every now and again, people don't read the blurb or whatever. And they'll just like, rock up because they're just thinking of comedy in the general sense of comedy like or do you think what they, you, people hear a comedy show and then they associate that associates with what they've seen before and they're yeah like, oh, it'd be like that seven days or or like oh you know there's good comics on that and live and apply there's good comics but it's really not sort of my but it's thing. like if someone has seen like you know uh, a really clean comic just doing so like say peter k for example yeah yeah right? yeah and, and he's great and, and and people go, oh, it's it's something like that. Yeah, and then yeah. you turn up and they're like, oh, what the fuck, what the fuck? Yeah, because like, because people people are so, like people don't know there's lots of different types of comedy. Yeah, they just yeah. go, oh, I just this is the comedy I've seen on the TV, so this is what this yeah. will be. It's people associate with what they kind of know. It's totally, especially too. I think like, I mean, we're getting a bit better at it, but comedy still stand up comedy still relatively fresh in New Zealand, so people haven't fully come around to the idea that there's subgenres or whatever you want to call it so like say you did a if you did a you know a show in, in london most people there are kind of aware that there's all types of comedy or same in melbourne they're pretty savvy and sydney and stuff but you know when you um 
you know, it's getting better with in New Zealand in terms of that, but there's still a lot of people have a very general idea of, of comedy and they're just, yeah, like you're saying. I remember one time I did this one in uh, Napier and that was sort of the one I was talking about. Like, I literally saw her turned up and I'm like, man, these people did not read my blurb or post it. It was just really not the type of people that, you know, they wouldn't even like me in a five-minute conversation when I was trying to be polite and <laughs> stuff, you know, like just not. They looked at me too, which was really weird. Like I strolled into the venue and, you know, like sometimes it's obvious that you're the performer because you're not looking at me, look at me kind of vibe. But, you know, you got a backpack on, you're at the bar, you're talking to the you, yeah, yeah, I think the, I think I know what you mean. You, you walk in, you go, oh, that's the dude. That's yeah, the it's got to be him. Because you know, yeah, he's not paying attention to any, like They're not yeah. paying attention to anything. They're not looking to get a seat, not looking to get yeah. a drink. They're like, okay, where do I need to go? What's going on? Totally, yeah. So some of them... Like I looked at them and I, I'm good at poker facing it and acting like I'm not thinking what I'm thinking. But I looked at them and I was thinking, oh, God. And then they looked <laughs> like it was mutual. Like, and, and some of them looked at me like, oh, you know. But what was annoying with it was, so say there was, wasn't a big crowd. It was like 20 people or something. Say there was maybe six people that were really not going to like me and I could tell. And then there was maybe another six that looked kind of young and, you know, like, uh, mid twenties, early thirties kind of crowd, and they look kind of wearing band t-shirts, and they look kind of fun, and you know, like probably would be on my wavelength to some degree. They were there, and I thought, oh, I've got them, and then I had them, and then sort of, sort of in between people where you can't immediately tell, you know. So then I, so I was doing the show, and it was going not great, but like I was getting at least some laughs from the people that I thought would like me, and then um, I had one bit not towards the end. I was wrapping up, and I had two stories to kind of get through. And I started the story, and it's kind of like a gross kind of a story, just to sum it up. And this two, these two old ladies, I say old, they're probably like 60, they went 50s, 60s, not that old really. They were like in the front row, and they were like looked tortured throughout the whole story. <laughs> like they were like rubbing their heads and sighing and that. And then like I finished the story, and I had a, you know, you have a punchline even in the story and that. And the young people all really laughed and one of them clapped and stuff and then the lady turned around and she said don't encourage him <laughs> <laughs> so, sometimes that's just as good as a laugh <laughs> yeah and then i you know i kind of i found that funny and i made a wee joke about that and she didn't even want to have that you know what i mean oh, okay and then i was just like all right i kind of got to finish this gig for the people who are enjoying it and then i you know you have a structure structure when you're doing an hour show kind of thing. and then i had one more story and it was similarly kind of of that vibe and the lady was like doing everything to draw attention to herself to the fact that she disapproved of everything about me so she had the hand over the face she's leaning over she was sighing she kept looking at the people enjoying themselves shaking her head it's like she was going so hard out of her way to derail me and she was like literally in the front row too and it was oh god like it was so cringe and then like i was trying to sort of jetpack out of it and just finish it for the people who enjoyed it and they laughed and that and then i was just doing the wee wrap up you know like bar staff blah 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 thanks you know and then if ever you see me in napier again tell your friends if you liked it blah 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 and she was talking all throughout that and and i was just like man like we get it you don't like me i don't like you just quit you know <laughs> but yeah so the point of that long ramble was it's just like sometimes you're just you're like man i wish people read the 
blurbs and the like posters and sort of like because if she had seen that fucking poster i think that show was called the rotten apple doesn't fall far from the toxic tree and it had a picture of me looking mangy with like a shitty beanie on it was black and white and had like weird kind of scrawled lettering for the words so it she would have hated it just you know what i mean she would have seen the poster and been like oh who's that you know and like grabbed it out of protest and thrown it in a bin or something um but she obviously just had heard there was comedy on and you know are you gonna get them you're gonna yeah, get them. You're but, gonna get them. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think. Yeah, we. I think on. we've probably got a run. Um, we've got to go do a gig tonight. So yeah, Dan, look, yeah. this has been actually a lot of fun. And, yeah. Uh, thanks for coming on, mate. Where can people check you? Out? Um. Yeah. So like, uh, I sound like I'm almost anti-marketing just then. Um. <laughs> but yeah, if you just go on Facebook, I've got a little fan page update every now and again. We can add me as a friend if you want. I don't, you know, I accept all friends. Um. So my name's Dan Brader and that's all there and do some things on Twitter and Instagram and just stuff on SoundCloud too. It's pretty easy to find. And I'm going to do just doing open mics and, you know, little pro shows that people put me on at the moment, but in my group stuff, but I'm going to start doing another solo thing soon. So just look on event finder for Dan Brader too and be at a town near you. So we will we'll look. Let's throw in the tour start, and, and uh, we'll uh, I, I, I'll push it out. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Good <laughs> <laughs> pause there. Wait, a good, but good pause at the start, and a good pause. Yeah, at the it's end. a callback, <laughs> not a funny one, but a callback. <laughs> Cheers, man. Thanks. <laughs>